Get out the insurance cards, get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends. Brought to you by DrRoto.com. Hey everyone, welcome to the Fantasy Debate with Sam and Tate, brought to you by DrRoto.com. Get your daily prescription of fantasy sports. Really excited to talk to you guys about week four. Let's go. Let's do this. You know, it's been a Saturday, but I'm ready to talk some fantasy football. And more importantly, ready to get to bed early so I can get up super early and watch this London game. Sam, uh, it sounds as if the live production uh, at the beginning of this episode may have gotten to you a little bit. Slow down. We're good. Let's relax. Enjoy this. Got a little bit of a conversation to go about a bunch of different injuries uh, heading into week, what, four of the National Football League 2022 NFL season? Yeah, yep. let's do it. Yep. Ready for week four, guys. If you have any start sick questions, please throw them in the chat and Tate and I will get to them as quickly as we can. So thank you so much for tuning in. But let's get off to the first one. Let's talk about London Calling. Excited for this Vikings-Saints matchup where there's a lot of injured players for the Saints. Plethora of injuries. Jameis Winston is out. Michael Thomas is out. And pretty much everyone else is questionable. So we've got a questionable Alvin Kamara, though it looks like he's going to start. Jarvis Landry is questionable as well. How do you feel about starting any Saints in this one, Tate? Are you just avoiding the situation? I think if you have Alvin Kamara, you got to start him. Um, I'm not going to – that's if he's active. Same thing. Jarvis Landry, kind of interesting. If he's active, Andy Dalton potentially looking to check it down to, to Jarvis Landry quite a bit, get the ball out of his hands quickly. You know, Chris Olave is still a nice start, in my opinion. Um, but, yeah, the Minnesota Vikings, it's going to be interesting to see how Justin Jefferson kind of a little bit of a, after a, an explosive week one, right? Yes, Slowed. explosive week one. And um, he was missing from a lot of my lineups. I didn't understand. I was like, did I, did I accidentally just not start him? Where are my points at? I was really you, bummed. You're <laughs> expecting, you were expecting a good 15 to 20 spot in a PPR league pretty much every week from a guy you're in, investing a first round pick in or yes. I mean, everybody, everybody, I every league I was in, he was a first round selection. So yeah, he's been uh, off to a slow start. Off to a very slow start, very brutal slow start. Um, but thanks, guys, for tuning in. Albert's joining us, as always. Appreciate you so much, Albert. He says, good evening. Good evening to you, too, sir. Is it Albert or Al? Please let us know in the in the comments. <laughs> I mean, I, you know. <laughs> He's such a frequent, you know, you know, viewer. I just want to make sure that we're addressing him correctly. I appreciate that. Correctly, exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, I want to go by his, you know, how his friends address him. So, anyway. Thanks for joining us, Albert. Yes, thank you so much. Um, besides hoping that Justin Jefferson has a much better week this week, is there anything that you're looking forward to from the Vikings situation? Well, even, I mean, Dalvin Cook, I mean, picked up a shoulder injury. I mean, speaking to somebody that's questionable, yes. uh, I don't. have we got an official word on Dalvin Cook quite yet? I have not checked. Admittedly, we were talking about, you know, all the plethora of injuries across the league. I did not see Dalvin Cook's name come up on, on the, with a red Q next to him uh, when I was checking on Sleeper and Twitter and stuff like that. But point is, Alexander Madison, you know, Dalvin Cook, if he's not unavailable or limited, I think both of them are worth a spot start. I, I just, I think that this game is going to be a little bit lower scoring than we would like to hope for for a fantasy outlook um it, london games are always kind of a little wacky yeah they're always a bit wacky i mean it, i know the time change is a huge adjustment for a lot of these players as well they try and get over there as quickly as they can to adjust for that period but 
It's definitely something to get used to. But we have a start sit question that concerns this game from Albert. Uh, would you start Devonta Smith or Chris Alave full PPR? I'm going Devontae Smith. I mean, we're, we don't know what to expect from Andy Dalton under center, right? Jalen Hurts is playing at like an MVP level. Uh, Albert, I, I love Alave. Don't get me wrong. I, I think he's off to a fantastic start to his rookie season. But all that being said, new quarterback under center in London. Yeah, I, I think that there's just too many variables uh, that, that are unknown to take an unnecessary risk when we saw Devontae Smith absolutely blow up and basically avenge his opening week goose egg that we got off of five targets. No, completely agree with this one. I would also go Devonta Smith as well. I just love this matchup for the Eagles a bit more over the Jags. And like Tate said, I mean, you've got Andy Dalton under center there. And for the Saints, and no offense to him, I'm sure that they will manage the game just fine, but I would much rather have the upside of Devonta Smith in a game where I trust Jalen Hurts far more um, to get him the ball efficiently. So definitely going to go with him on that one. Um, but guys, if you have more start-sit questions, please throw them in the chat, and Tate and I will happily get to all of them. Let's jump to another game. Um, let's talk about the Lions um, and the Seahawks playing okay. in Detroit. I want to talk about Amon Ron State Brown being out because this hurts. This physically hurts me that I cannot start my Amon Ross St. Brown because I grabbed him in a lot of leagues, so many leagues. So here's a shelf, selfless, shameless self-plug. I, I, I kind of got to that weirdly. But anyway, point is, I'm doing a survivor piece every week on The Athletic, right? And I was looking at teams that are kind of chalky picks, and then I do contrarian picks. Actually, the Lions are a chalky pick this week at home against the Seahawks. But that was on Tuesday when I was doing my research, my, my analysis, and that was before Amon Ross St. Brown looked like he was going to be out. Like I, I anticipated that DeAndre Swift was probably going to miss this week, but I did not see Amon Ross St. Brown in particular, DJ Chark. I did not see him being out too. Um, I know that Josh Reynolds is even still got a Q next to his name. He's questionable. Khalif Raymond is really the guy to start <laughs> if you're a pass catcher for the Detroit Lions this week. It's nuts. But yeah. um, I expect a big week for Jamal Williams. I expect Craig Reynolds also to be involved. Um, you know, if you watched Hard Knocks, you got to love Craig Reynolds. He's a great story. Um, the Lions, they're going up against the Seahawks defense, though, that have given up 100 yards rushing each and every week, including over 150 on the ground the last two weeks. Uh, and both losses they gave up 27 points um i just don't trust geno smith on the on the road uh so he doesn't have the confidence of the 12th man there and jeff okuda also looks healthy so i don't know if he's going to be shadowing dk metcalf but <laughs> i don't know i you know against against jeff okuda um i might look other ways if i have other options i like this week outside of uh, the Seahawks wide receivers. Yeah, I was just going to say, hopefully this also means more targets for TJ Hawkinson, who has been a little underwhelming for a lot of fantasy managers, yes. to say yeah. the least. So yeah, maybe, yes, not, you know, I'm trying to be nice. I love TJ Hawkinson. Uh, fantastic fellow, you know, gentleman and a scholar, but I need him to get more targets. <laughs> hickory hoping. dickory dock. It's time to throw to Hawk. Come on. <laughs> Let's go. I'm going full nursery um, rhyme. So. <laughs> Yes, you are. This one from Angel on the subject. Thoughts on Hawkinson as the only receiver-ish? Ish? <laughs> yes, he is 
kind of yes like you said Khalif Raymond or Quintus Cephas really would be the others there to start so I I do like Hawkinson for this reason he's got to be the one that's going to gobble up as many targets as possible with so many pass catchers out he's got to have a good game this week he's got to end up with at least a touchdown and five catches like that's not crazy to hope for or assume given how devastated the receiving core is I want to go out on a limb and like plant my flag and go Plant. Big week, breakout week for TJ Hawk. No, I'm not. I'm not going to do it though. I, I just, I don't, I'm I not feeling it from Hawk. I'm not feeling it from Hawk this year so far. And, you know, it, look, w- without Amon Ross St. Brown, without DeAndre Swift, could this turn into a lower scoring mismatch that I have no idea what the hell to expect? Maybe. So, yeah. and, and like, I already went out on a limb and picked the Lions. I suggested picking the Lions in week four of your Survivor League. So, fingers crossed. Now that the, like, the whole damn wide receiver room is pretty much out. Yeah. Just, damn it. Yeah, Mr. Scamper's joining us right now saying it's a Josh and Craig Reynolds show this week. Oh, Josh God. and Craig show. But I also love Jamal Williams in this one for all the reasons that you said earlier. I feel like he's going to get a ton of rush. He's going to end up with at least a rushing touchdown or two. He's done it before. So I definitely love him a lot in this game. So it's a he's going to get a lot of run. Yeah. He's going to get a lot of run, a lot of run. And hopefully he just doesn't get flagged for any more of his dances. But I don't, I feel like that flag ah. last week was absolutely bogus. Like, come on. There's so many worse celebration dances that one can do, but it was because it was multiple hip thrusts. We, we, you know, I don't, I I don't know if you checked Twitter today, but unfortunately we saw Antonio Brown do something like that in a pool at a hotel. I, I I don't know. I don't want to go full AB right now, but uh, did you see that? You're there are, yes, there are far worse things to happen in the world. We don't have to talk about AB, but Come on, it's Jamal Williams, gross. Hey, come on, dude. A.B., Jesus. Like, (laughs) gross. Gross. So, truly, I think that that's – if his fate wasn't already sealed, I don't think that we're ever going to see Antonio Brown on an NFL football field ever again. Yeah. Um, And the last image we're going to have of him is, you know, um, in East Rutherford, New Jersey, with his – throwing his jersey off, shirtless, going off the football field, quitting on his team. That's all. Move on. I get it. Yes. Go Bucks. <laughs> oh my God. Let's just throw this one up from Mr. Scampers. Um, there are still Survivor Leagues alive. Like, I agree. There's been some crazy Seriously. games this season. I can't imagine anyone still alive right now. Um, but hey, if you guys have some amazing Survivor Leagues that you're killing it right now, please let us know. Mr. Scampers tracking a lot of data, um, you know, doing my, my research for the athletic article on Survivor's. Uh, pools it's crazy like there have been multiple payouts and that same group of like friends and people have already restarted their leagues it's nuts this year with all the upsets for double digit favorites uh in the first three weeks of the nfl season it's absolutely bonkers absolutely bonkers let's move on to another matchup though let's talk bears giants in new york we've got david montgomery out so another running back that is out and we have to pivot to khalil herbert with the start do you feel confident starting khalil herbert though he's looked pretty good hell yeah i do Uh, even though look the texans run defense is not good i i i I, exactly that's a very nice word i'm trying to like not you know, trash a bunch of professional athletes that get paid to do this and take a lot like of pride I, in their work. I feel like if I use really good language for it, though, like big words, it makes it sound nicer. But 
I mean, they all they all know what the word deplorable means, and they all know what not good means. It's all bad. It, it's it, all like bad. The, the Texans defense is run defense is not good. So I mean, and not to say that the Giants is a, a ton better, but I, I do expect that Justin Fields, who again failed to top ten completions in a game so far this season, unless you count the two completions he threw to the other team last week, eight plus two is 10. Last time I checked. Thank you, Sam. Is it? Yes. Yeah. yeah move on. Yeah, moving um, on. Yeah. Point is Khalil Herbert to me has like top 10 upside at the running back spot this week. So yes, you do start him with confidence because the only way the bears offense is going to put up points is if the running game is Clicking, and we're. I, I'm. I'm guessing Herbert's getting 25 total touches this week. Yeah, at least. At least. Um, I mean, how about Richie James being like the most startable New York Giants wide receiver? By the way, I was just looking at that, and also, and I was like, this just doesn't feel right. I mean, Richie James being the most startable Giants wide receiver. When I mean, remind me what they're paying Kenny Galladay, and he can't seem to get it done. They won't put him on the field, and yeah. it doesn't help that Kenny Galladay is also pouting his way out of any sort of – he wants out of New York. I mean, it's like so you badly. saw it last week. You saw, you saw it on Monday Night Football. Like, he's just disconnected. Um, like, it's just not good. Like, that, that, that relationship is done. And, uh, you know, now Richie James, which, by the way, did you ever watch Richie Rich back in the day? Yeah. Oh, my God, my nose. I don't like how to, sorry, I'm not, <laughs> anyway, um, Richie Rich James is the guy to start, the wide receiver, the only wide receiver to start right now that I feel good about for the New York Giants, um, it's true, I mean, I, by the way, you know, um, prayers up for Sterling Shepard, um, oh, I mean, what a fluke freak injury, the so man was on. running in a straight line, and was slowing down and pop like, yeah. Oh my goodness. That, that was, that was absolutely like devastating to watch. It just, it, it just feels like criminal. Uh, but anyway, prayers up for a quick recovery. Yeah, absolutely. But you hate to see those kinds of non-talk non-contact injuries in any situation, but just that one just looked so painful. Absolutely brutal. Like he's um, not even planning. He's not changing direction. It's just like, no, I know. Slowing down pop. Just it didn't make any sense. But oh. let's talk about something positive though for the Giants. Hey, if you drafted Saquon Barkley, you're pretty happy with his production right now. You know, he's he's been much more Saquon-esque than in the past year. Like he's looking really good, for, especially for where a lot of people got him in most drafts. Sam, that contact balance, that side to side explosiveness, quick twitchiness is back. Like, you know, finally we, back. We didn't see it last year, and I think that he just wasn't fully recovered from the ACL injury. And I, look, we've we've seen some remarkable recoveries and rehabs completed, and people are back and better than ever. I mean, Adrian Peterson rushed for what was it like two thousand yards off of like like the next season removed from one. Mm-hmm. That's not common. Like, and even Saquon, who's freaky um, athletically, like he's just he, he's built different. Um, it's it, it takes athletes time to, to, to trust that and to see that initial quick twitch pop and some never get it back. Saquon has. So he yeah. is definitely a top 10 running back the rest of the year. Couldn't be happier because damn, is he fun to watch. 
so fun to watch, especially when he's got that full top-notch speed going and he's mm -hmm. hurtling over players the way we mm -hmm. love to see it. It's just so exciting. I love seeing him get a, a 164 rushing yards last week, got the touchdown. And he's also been used a lot in the passing game, which you love um, as any you know PPR league manager out there does. Um, you know, he's had he had seven targets last week. Before that, at least four targets every week. So you like the floor that you've got with him coming into this one, where I just feel like this matchup is gonna it's just gonna be one more opportunity for him to shine because I don't I'm not fearing the Bears defense against Saquon are you well so here's the thing with the Bears defense right now they've only got six sacks on the season and last week uh the New York Giants offensive line got embarrassed on national tv against the the, the pass rush of the Dallas Cowboys I mean like I think it was a record-setting like pressure performance uh and I think I forget exactly how many sacks uh the Cowboys registered against Daniel Jones, but he was under duress the whole game. And that wh the reason why you're seeing four to five targets every single game for Saquon Barkley, because he has to check it down. He has to get the ball out of his hands really quickly. Otherwise he's on his back. Yeah. So I, I, as much as Daniel Jones is gone full Daniel Jones already a couple times this season there at, at, on Monday night football, I felt bad for him. Like, you know, he just was, he had no real chance to be able to push the ball down the field. We will see. I expect the Giants to win this football game at home, though. I do. Definitely. I've got this question from Albert in the chat. He's asking Mr. Scampers. Let's talk about it on air. Uh, Mac Hollins or Josh Reynolds in a deep league? Ooh. Uh, last time I checked, Mac is healthy. Josh Reynolds is not. He is, and, uh, he is questionable. Little Q. I'm going Mac. Um, this is a must win for the Raiders. Like, oh, my gosh. Is it ever? They're the only team in the NFL that's 0-3. They're not the only winless team, mm -hmm. but they are the only team that's 0-3. So I they they got to win, and I think that Matt Collins will see some sort of role because you got to show attention to Devontae Adams. You got to show a little bit of attention to, to Darren Waller, and, and Hollins made the most of his opportunities and, and, quite frankly, balled out. So I'm rolling with that as opposed to Josh Reynolds, who, quite frankly, hasn't earned a spot on a, like a start ever for me and uh Khalif Raymond and Quintus Cephas I do I would not be surprised if they out target Josh Reynolds and again TJ Hawkinson could definitely gobble up a lot of targets there in that offense as well um Jamal Williams could also grab a car target or two I just feel like Matt Collins has just had such a fantastic role um Last week, he had a touchdown, 158 yards and 11 targets. You love to see it, especially considering that, what was it? What was the stat that we were talking about off air before this one? Oh, yeah, that um, both Adams and Waller combined for 58 receiving yards in last week's matchup. The fact that Hollins had 158 is a pretty insane number. So definitely would have to pick him as he's the hot hand right now. Um, he's just, he's so hot right now. As you know, we, the, no, Hunter say, Renfro. So, no, no, no Hunter Renfro, no, no, no Hunter Renfro, no yeah. Hunter Renfro. That means that I expect he's going to see some snaps. So snaps targets. And I'm, I'm with that. I understand the Josh Reynolds thought though, for sure. It's a good yes. question. Kyle's tuning in. What up, Kyle? Thank Yo, you Kyle. <laughs> My man. To see you. Um, and Angel also agreeing that another disappointment from Adams. Yeah. It's it's not looking good. And again, back to it's what the you said, Adams Steve. disappointment. Dun dun dun. dun. <laughs> like I, 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 damn, I can't snap. Anyway, you can't snap. I know I can, but I keep I. I Ah, it's like I, I can crack my knuckles better than I can snap. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on to another matchup. We've we've run ourselves off the road again. 
but crazy. Let's um let's talk about your Bucks and Chiefs matchup for Sunday night All football. Right. This All is right. gonna be a fun one. You know, I feel like if this is the final tour of Tom Brady, it's gonna be a fun matchup to watch him against Mahomes again. I I just love seeing these two go toe to toe. But I feel like Brady is frustrated real a lot right now. And I feel like I'm hoping for a mad Brady so that we can get some crazy amount like points from one of the receivers that hopefully will start someone like Russell Gage, even though he's still listed as questionable. Julio is listed as questionable. Chris Godwin, questionable. So everyone check your matchups tomorrow morning just to see who they're actually going to roll out there. I don't have a lot of confidence starting Godwin until he's on the field, but Russell Gage, I might take a flyer on. Um, but back to Brady, how do you feel like he's going to match up against the Chiefs? Frustration. I wish uh, so. I'm equally frustrated as Tom Brady right now talking about the Buccaneers offense because I thought that Brady actually played a pretty good game <laughs> against the Packers, even though they only produced 12 points and one touchdown and all that jazz. You know, Russell Gage fumbled the football on a drive they were moving pretty well. Brashad Perriman fumbled the football on a drive that was moving pretty well. I you, we don't even we have no idea who's actually going to be active tomorrow night. Like Russell Gage is questionable. Chris Godwin's questionable. Um, Julio Jones is questionable. Like there's no flow and consistency to this offense right now. I believe the Buccaneers defense who has been great through the first three games this season has been fantastic. I think this is going to be a lower scoring game, Sam. I just, I, I don't see the chiefs having, the offensive firepower. I know Kelsey's Kelsey, but you know, Levante David is not a bad linebacker and did a pretty decent job against him in the Super Bowl. And I don't think that the Chiefs are going to have the wide receivers to be able to beat the Buccaneers cover corners on a consistent basis to make this a high scoring affair. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. I, I hate to say that because. I mean, Mahomes and Brady are great, but and I want fantasy points, but I don't think we're going to get that. I think we're going to get a little bit of a lower scoring game. That's a, that's definitely concerning. I mean, I have Leonard Fournette in multiple formats, so I'm hoping that at least he'll get a good amount of rush. He had a crazy number of attempts last week. You just wanted him to break free a bit more. Couldn't. I just don't. He couldn't. It was very frustrating to watch because I'm just like counting every single yard because I'm down so many points. It's just like, I need every single one to make it count. <laughs> Unfortunately, right now, the interior of that offensive line for the Bucks and even at left tackle, they're, they're banged up. And, and you're going to get some inconsistent performances along that unit up front, um, which is probably going to lead to some inconsistent rushing performances from Leonard Fournette. I'm sorry you have Uncle Lenny in your... Sitting there counting every yard. I love that you're watching the Bucks, though. I watch every game. Not every last game week. Matters. Not last week, though. <laughs> I watched the Bucks game last week. I was, oh man, I was crying. Yeah, yeah. it was, it was painful. Thanks. Um, but anyways, we have this question from Mr. Scamper, so I want to get to it before we get too far down a rabbit hole. Um, down, he's down early from the Tua injury. You and me both, brother. Oh my gosh, lot. It, just brutal. Um, but half point PPR PPR sort of need a ceiling play. Gabe Davis, Rashad Bateman, or Mike Williams. Oh, Gabe Davis is still ooh, questionable. Ooh, ooh. Correct. Give me, but he's trending in the right direction. Give me Rashad. 
Give me Rashad, Rashad Bateman. Bateman. Give me Rashad Bateman. I look. I know Gabe Davis is going up against his Baltimore secondary that has been leaky to begin the season, but uh, Bateman, big play waiting to happen. Uh, and if this does turn into a shootout, I think Lamar is going to give Rashad plenty of looks. Uh, and in particular, I think he could pop a couple big plays. So, I mean, Mike Williams is kind of tempting, right? Revenge game. Chargers against the Texans. That, that loss against the Texans late last season was kind of what unwound their season. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Chargers ain't right. I mean, their their left tackle Slater's out for the year. Like, I mean, and and I don't know if Herbert's right. Keenan Allen's out. Like, I just Mike Williams is probably the floor play. But give me Bateman if you're going pure upside. I mean, I hear you if you're going pure upside. You're swinging for the fences. You're hoping for this game to turn into a shootout. You know, Lamar Jackson against Josh Allen. Definitely love to hear that. And I mean, same argument you could say for Gabe Davis. But for me, I would want to go with security. And with Keenan Allen being out, I I can't not start Mike Williams. I just feel like, you know, I know Justin Herbert's playing hurt, but he's just built different and still able to get stuff done the way he needs to get it done. I, I think he's going to make it happen. He scored 10 points against the Jags. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disparaging the Jags. Like they, they, they've definitely improved and they got some yeah. talent on the defensive side of the football, but I come on. I, I oh, oh, I, I know. I, I, I want to take a wait and see approach with the chargers right now. I mean, yeah. I, I love Justin Herbert, but yeah, oh, oh, he's taking too much, too many hits, too much. It, 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 something's not right there. Just something doesn't feel right. Something's not right. Well, then if if you also felt that uncomfortable with Mike Williams, I would still go Gabe Davis over Rashad Bateman. So I'm still oh! going to be opposed to you. I'm still going to be opposed. Man, <laughs> We're still disagreeing. <laughs> damn. So you're going Williams, Davis, um, Bateman, and I'm going Bateman, Williams, Davis. So there you go. Hey. You know, we're not always going to agree, but it's a fancy debate after all. It's a fancy (laughs) debate. I mean, (laughs) yes. Um, And Angel jumping in here saying it's going to be the Mike Evans and Leonard Fournette show for the Bucks. Hey, I hope it's a show, but Tate is predicting it being underwhelming at best. Angel, let's go. I'm fire the cannons, baby. Fire the cannons. All right. Well, that covered a lot of matchups, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and for getting to all of these amazing starts at questions. We really appreciate it. So if you haven't already, please follow Derek on all forms of social media at Detator4 and myself on Twitter at Samantha R. Holt and on Instagram at Sam underscore awesome. Um, guys, please also don't forget to go to sleeper.com slash duck and you will get up to $100 matched when you play the over-unders on Sleeper. Super, super fun. So be sure to check those out. Tate, any final words before I sign us off? Yes. Uh, as much as I, I, I do encourage everybody to go ahead and play this Sleeper OU game, and that, that promotion's fantastic. Yeah, check it out. We got a ticker rolling right now for you folks that are joining the live stream. Go ahead, check it out. But <laughs> I went three of three last week, and I wanted to go ahead and give you guys more picks for this week. Unfortunately, you can only play in certain states, and Sleeper has, like, they've somehow pulled the algorithm on my location and they will not allow me to look at this week's contest. Please send like screenshot the over unders on, on your screen, send them to me on Twitter at detator four. And I will, I will seriously, I will answer and give you my takes and my picks on every single one. I will answer every single one. If you want to play and use this promo code, I will, I will stay up to the wee hours of the night and, uh, 
give you my takes. I went three to three last week and I would have made buco dollars, but unfortunately they did not let me bet in the great state of Virginia. Well, look at that. Tate is sacrificing the rest of his Saturday night to help answer your over under questions. So please go ahead and follow him on Twitter at Dictator4 so you can ask him all of those under questions and he will get those answered for Wait. you. Definitely appreciate that. Um, I know, Mr. Scampers, I'm in California too, and that's why I'm also in the same boat. I can't do it yet, but we get to vote on it this year. So let's go vote and get that switched over so we can start doing our best because <laughs> I want to set lineups. I want to do my over-unders. I want to make some money, people. Come on. I, I don't get... Anyway, I, let's not get political. Let's anyway, let's just let us let us spend our money the way we want to, please. Let us gamble. I just want to spend my money on on the sports. But anyways, thanks again, guys, for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Please subscribe if you haven't already. And thanks again for listening to the Fantasy Debate with Sam and Tate. Be sure to check out all the other content, seasonal and DFS tools, as well as premium access to our staff for all your fantasy sports questions in the members-only Discord right here at drrow.com. Have a great one, and be sure to get up early and check those inactives, people. Let's go. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next video.